You know, sometimes it's the late 80s and this weird fashion designer, social influencer before there was such a thing makes a song about the legendary Charles Manson. And you get this. I gotta be honest. Like, So if you don't know Daniel Dax, just go look her up. I mean, she had a wild, unique look and she had this weird, bizarre, brief pop music moment in the late 80s out of the UK. Other than one of her songs, Cat House, no one in the America cared at all. But I fell in love, and I um, am something of an obsessor and kind of a weirdo, <laughs> and uh, welcome to the freaking club. That's it, why we get along. Exactly. It's the Brian Oak Show. It's episode 251. My name is Brian. That is Sean Bernard. It might be... So yesterday was a perfect day. It was oh, 74 degrees. Gorgeous. There was a nice breeze blowing yes, the whole time. Yes. No dew point. Perfect. Perfect, right? And there... But then, of course, I've got my new co-host, Naima, who was the guest on the most recent yes, podcast. loved her. She's got a park uh, and mucklucks on because she's like, it's terrifyingly cold here. I'm like, no, no. You she know lived that. in England. Yeah, I know no, it's not. And she likes that. So she likes 52 degrees in rain. But if it gets, you know, like, I mean, she every morning when I come into the studio, it's 84 degrees in there. Oh, and that's I, the I'm, worst. I'm literally wiping sweat off my brow. And she's like, too hot for you, mate. I can't sleep in that, especially like 84, like no way. Whether it's 50 degrees outside or 105 degrees outside, I have not slept without a fan blowing directly on me for 25 years. I've got to have moving air. Otherwise, I need the white noise too. I can't sleep in a place without some white noise. And what what about like, uh, like, I don't know, checkerboard noise? Like, I mean, like you like a little, little ska going in the background? Click, 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 click. Nope. My name is Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. Sean, the weather is beautiful. Spring oh. is upon us. Hmm. How are you feeling? I know that you're very busy right now, but you good? Uh, yeah, a little overwhelmed, but how yeah. about you? How are you doing? Same. Yeah. No, it's we're, over. We're kind of like, it, I think we're two guys that we would, somebody would think that we just would want to, you know, do a little, little bit of work and yeah. then just kind of take it easy. But we're both kind of working these crazy, crazy fucking schedules right now. I have a dear friend um, who... Because I always imagined myself, especially when I was younger, grew my hair down to my waist, Yep, total hippie, smoking weed from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. I, I thought, I thought that the thing I wanted to be was like a lazy guy with nothing yeah. to do. Yep. And my dear friend Jeff, who you know, yep. um, once told me, he's like, I don't know anybody who works more hours than you do. And I'm like... What the fuck? I'm doing this all that wrong. That was not I'm, the plan. I, I'm I the same way. Up. Like I thought. I, thought I messed for this sure. up. Early '90s, smoking weed, like living mm. on somebody's porch. I thought this is my destiny. I had a four foot <laughs> blue bong called Blue Betty, named after oh. my grandmother. It was that's... so tall, you couldn't do it by yourself. You had to have someone else. Oh, that's hit the flame on the bowl and creates, pull the stem. It celebrates community. Uh, exactly, and in the winter. A proper ice bong when you pack a bong Ooh. with four feet full of fucking crusty frozen ice. Kids, stay in school and don't <laughs> do drugs. We are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN is the primary sponsor and has been for more than two and a half years of the Brian Oak Show. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? Well, it means, again, when I, I, 
I kind of say it jokingly, but I mean it when I say kids stay in school and don't do drugs and absolutely don't fucking drink and drive. It's one of the dumbest things you can do for your own personal health, for the well-being of others, or, and certainly the well-being of your vehicle. But people still do it on the regular. That's where Smart Start MN comes in. Should you make this ridiculous, stupid, easily avoidable mistake, which many do. I'm not trying to judge you, but it happens. And here we are. I've done it before myself. It was some 20 plus years ago, but I did it. Now you're going to need to get back in your vehicle. Now you need to figure out how do I get to drive again? How do I not take an Uber everywhere for the next two, three, four months? There are ways around these things and Smart Start MN can help you get there. Yeah. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak show. That'll get you 20% off. The installation of the ignition interlock. So talking about that working too much bit, getting back into radio and getting back into the swing of things, I've done a thing that I realized yesterday. I first did 19 years ago. And that you may think, oh, that's not so bad. 19 years is a long time, right? Yes. Oak on the water. The it was it was sort of my sort of defining thing when I did afternoons at Cities 97.1. Mm-hmm. Then went to the mornings, but we still did it. Then went away for a few years, then came back and now it's back. And yesterday as we talked about was an ideal, gorgeous, perfect mm-hmm. day. We had incredible music out there. We had a Mississippi-based artist by the name of Seth Power out there who's a wonderful songwriter. I really enjoyed his turn of phrase. And then last year was the first year Oak on the Water came back. And so both last year and now this year, another artist, a Minnesota guy, local boy. Yeah, we always like those things, don't we? Michael Shines came in and uh, and hung out. You're not allowed to talk yet. It's not your time yet. Okay? I'm your time. still stuck in the fact that as if you were in your mid-80s, I really enjoyed his turn of phrase. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what right. the fuck just happened? Turn you turn you turn Michael's microphone on. Okay, and there it, we I, go. I, I, I I know that Michael will understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to sound quite so quaint. <laughs> All right, I didn't mean to sound quite so old. It was fashioned, a real toe tapper. But oh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, we just had a whistle of a time down oh there. Oh God, God. The but you know what I mean. Yeah. Every time you come to an artist, you know, I mean, he was a wonderful acoustic singer songwriter, right? Sometimes you are enamored of their guitar playing. Sometimes sure. you're enamored of their aura. I, <clears throat> Sean, typic. I very much enjoyed his turn of phrase. I thought he was a clever lyricist. Well, that's that's totally valid. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean it's it's very like Norm Macdonald of you, which I love <laughs> Norm Macdonald because he'll oh, say yeah. something like he'd be like, "My wife, she's a she's a real battle axe," <laughs> and you're just like, "Who the hell says yeah. their wife is a battle axe?" And mm. I love how like so it's it's oh, it's retro. So, it's so are you telling me that Turner Phrase is over? That sounds retro. To me, potentially, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, well, no, I, Sean just told me I sounded yeah, he 82 already, years but old. I, here's the weird he thing is it was kind of comforting. I don't know. It was kind of like I mean, it's not like if you had like a bowl chat. of Werther's Originals right in front of me right now. That yes. would be... Gather round, youngins. Yeah. I've got a story to tell. <laughs> I'm going to spin a yarn well, about guess a what? phrase. You were a musical guest at this old man's event yesterday. And we're yes. going to talk more about that, your music, what's been going on in your life. But before we do, I always like to play a song to get things kicked off and... And I don't go deep on Foo Fighters. I like Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's Dave, all Dave I am. Grohl seems like an incredible individual, yep, but right. I'm not a stan, right? Like, I mean, to me, and if I'm honest, most of their stuff sounds very, very similar, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, right. I don't feel like the palette is that wide. That being said, I think I own every single record they've ever put out because I feel like on every single record, there's at least one great song. And yeah. back in 2016... Let's just keep it going. Just say Chestnut. 
They've got these amazing, <laughs> thoughtful musical chestnuts. That Pat Sajak is a handsome mm. mf'er. He sure is. <laughs> what a young, dynamic whippersnapper that really Pat is. Sajak is. He really is, is a whippersnapper. Oh, oh and what about that Marilyn Monroe wannabe over there spitting the letters? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He's anyway. a real battle axe. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got a funny battle axe story that I'm going to tell you after this song. Okay. Um, but first, uh, so I, I don't go deep on them, right? And no. I, yeah. I'm not like a super Stan fan, whatever. However, on every record, I feel like they've got at least one really great song, which is why I bought every record. Back in 2016, they dropped a surprise EP that was like so sort of like old stuff. They were just kind of filling in the gaps between records. And this particular song popped into my head one morning when I was waking up and I looked it up and I cannot stop listening to it. It's yeah. now been over a week and I found the EP on vinyl and bought it yesterday and have listened to it maybe a dozen times and now we're going to hear it one more time maybe my favorite 21st century foo fighters missive saint cecilia on the brian oak show there ain't no secrets anymore my name's been hanging on the hook outside your door just an old
And before anyone gets hostile and ats me, when I say <laughs> that I think most of their songs sound the same, here's the deal. If, you, if a band that you know really only kind of pretty much writes one song, long as that song is a fucking banger, cool. That band loves to rock. I have seen them live at least seven, maybe eight or nine times. I would have to go back and do the math. So I just, I don't love everything they do, but when they have the right song that hits me on the right spot, again, we don't get to pick what we love. We all have this little lizard brain laying in the middle of our giant overdeveloped brain, and when something tickles that, you're like, fuck everything else, because here I go, and that song does that for me. It is called St. Cecilia by Foo Fighters. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 251. We're in the second half of our first half century. Wow. Get your head around that. Just kidding. We'll let me My do this for two and a half brain? years. <laughs> no, little lizard little brain. Little brain, giant at the cranium. basic of the giant overall, like, oh, Fleshy, we're enlightened beings. We're doing it. Yeah. That's Sean. I'm Brian. Sitting across from me is one Michael Shines. Michael, welcome. How are you? I'm great, man. It's so awesome to be with you. Yeah, good. Well, and that stay, was a great right song. Yeah. So, again, sometimes it's the riff. Sometimes it's the lyrics, sometimes it's the energy, and sometimes it's a confluence of all those things, right? Which is why I love talking to musicians so much, because I realized very, very early on, I was never going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the one in my bedroom, lonely with no girlfriend, because I love the ladies. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, that was was completely a joke. But when you say it in that timbre, (laughs) in that register, it's... No, everyone's like, like, oh, really? The loins shake. No, not... I wish they had. (laughs) I wish they had! But that's not the truth. But my point is, I I realized that I loved music so much from a very young age, but I also realized at a relatively appropriate age, that was never going to be what I did. But I also realized at a decent age, I wanted to be adjacent to it in all yeah. of its forms regardless of what the appeal was sometimes you meet a musician who yeah. is just uh, fun to be around even if you think their music is just okay yeah other times someone's lyrics will pierce you so deeply you're sure you're bleeding after you hear their songs mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just the jam or the vibe or that biofeedback of the cra- so i just i like all of it which is why i love to talk to musicians so mm-hmm. you mr shines i hate to put you through this but you yeah. have not been on the show before and yeah. everybody who's on the show has to tell us the beginning story. We Again, I don't want the 45-minute version of the beginning story. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want the elevator speech version either. either. Yeah. But let me ask you a couple things. Where are you born? I was born in Staples, Minnesota. So you are Minnesota born and yeah. bred. Yeah. You grow up... Was childhood okay for you? And I'm not trying to yeah. go. I'm not trying to go like you know deep and weird. I'm not trying to expose. VH1 behind the music ish. No. Oh man. TMZ. Yeah. Michael Shine's childhood <laughs> revealed. <laughs> no man. I had a super great childhood. If if, on, if anything, I think that like my lack of a chip on my shoulder because I had great parents that were never put like expectations of what they wanted me to do or what was viewed as a success right. or a non-success. That like now I feel like I have a completely healthy relationship with music and life and i haven't taken on any like like addictions or anything with it you know it because it's just i, I was listening to tom petty's autobiography and he talks about mm-hmm. how um the majority of folks that become huge either had a mother that died when they were really young or a father that hated them that's a common thread in a lot of hugely famous musical artists because wow. it creates this hole in your heart that nothing will ever fill and and so like Oof. I'm well, I'm really upset at my parents time. for loving me so much, you know, because like now I'm just kind of like happy and I yeah. don't feel the need to keep pushing. Do you feel that perhaps 
yeah. throughout your youthful development or the you know the continued evolution of your musical career do you think yeah. it helps to be tall and have blue eyes <laughs> it certainly didn't hurt yeah you no, know I, i'd settle for a good head of hair now too that's so now i wear well, hats that's part of the deal right yeah if i had a, if i could find a hat that fit my head yeah i have one of those heads that's like seven and seven eighths like sure. if i find the best ball cap you can find and put it out to the smallest attachment and put it up here <laughs> it still sits on the back of my head like a yarmulke i i I, wow. I i can't find a hat so i just have to live with my baldness however you have to live with being a ginger you all right with yeah that? i mean i've just embraced it you know i made it i made it a joke on a t-shirt first mm. and so now like that's just the way to handle it, right? If somebody else brings it up first, then you lose the power. But if I make the joke first. It's... Let me ask you a question then, because to me, the whole ginger thing feels relatively recent. Like growing up, I had a bunch of friends with red hair, and I yeah. never heard anybody call it anybody else a ginger. Yeah. I never heard anyone accuse anyone with red hair of not having a soul. Right. When I mean, when did that bubble up? Was that always a part? Or, or is there somewhere that you can trace that back to? See, I'm a, I'm a tough person to ask because I started out strawberry blonde, and then in the summer my hair would just be super blonde. Right. And so, like, as I've gotten older, my hair has gotten redder and redder, and I've been joining the club slowly over time, right the on. Ginger Club. Yeah. So I don't remember really getting, <laughs> is like... a handshake, like a special... Oh, man, we can't talk to you about We can't talk to you about And he's really more of a daywalker than a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> because gingers, I mean, gingers aren't out on sunny days like today. Right. Today's a beautiful Friday in right. early June. Daywalkers can be out here, but real yeah. gingers, no, they're at home in their coffins. Yes, they are. <laughs> I haven't gone fully vampirical yet. That's. Oh. I mean, you know, I was at the dentist too, so that but was where, like. I mean, do you have any idea when that started? The whole ginger thing, because I feel like I was way, way, way into adulthood before people started saying, yeah. "Oh, gingers." I'm like, is that, is that a social media bit? Was there a TV I think show? It was there a movie? It, but like, I mean, you always had the redheaded stepchild thing, right? Like that saying's been oh, around forever. Oh, there we go. You know? Okay, okay. So I think there's always been like a stigma with it. A little bit, but yeah, I think social media, because now you have that one dude who comes out and makes all these YouTube videos, and it's really sad, actually. It's like a kid who's been like bullied about being- His entire life. He's like, we do have souls. Yeah, we we do do have have souls, souls, you know? And I'm just like, it's like you laugh, and then you get really sad almost, because you're like, oh, this is both parts. Aren't there times when you think about it, and then you bring that- that copper-hued beard you have on your face out of the yeah. sun, and it blinds people. Oh my like gosh, Odin's it's wild looking. Yeah. I mean, like, and then people are like, "I was wrong. I, yeah. I can't believe I ever said that about a ginger." Because yeah. you bring a red. So my beard is mostly black, right? And I yeah. don't color well. Now it's getting more and more gray. Yeah. But there are some deep copper filaments in there. Yeah, there's a lot and of red in people's and, beards. And when the sun hits, uh-huh. sometimes I myself am dazzled by myself. Yeah. Well, you never met a mirror you didn't like. <laughs> that's not true. Look at me. You know, know that's not I'm true. I'm the same way. I'd hate uh, Someone made pictures. me take a TikTok video this morning, and every oh. time I look at it, I want to die. We'll talk more about TikTok. <laughs> we'll talk more about Michael Shines and his music, and we'll talk about what the summer entails, because now we're getting back out there. We're starting to live our lives again, and both for music fans and music creators, Oh my God, it's a it's a yeah. rebirth. So before we dive into that, though, I hate to go too long without hearing a song. We're going to hear your song, Worries Go. And yeah. so every, some, every no matter who they are, when anybody comes onto the podcast, they have to pick three songs. You've got three of your own. Yeah. I don't care why. I don't care what. I just want to know why this song matters to you and why you picked this song. I think sometimes, like as a songwriter, you write the words that you need to hear the most. And for me, I, I have a really hard time 
uh, balancing anxiety out and not trying to live in the future, trying to be really present, compress that time down to right now. And so I just wrote this song, like, what if, what if I just let all everything that I'm worried about just go and became like a kid again? What would that feel like? And I'm better at writing a song about it than I am at practicing it. But I mm-hmm. noticed that in that moment, when it when it does come to pass that you're really compressed time and you're really present in that moment, it's always just the best. So it's I just kind of wrote it as a reminder for people that struggle with the same thing. What if I let my worries go? What if I let them come back tomorrow? Maybe by then they just forget and I'd smile and laugh and forget all my sorrow. I used to turn my backpack into a jetpack just by closing my eyes. I might have lost some things that I can get back. So I'm gonna try to change. I need to everything to find that kid I used to be What if I let my worries go What if I let them come back tomorrow Maybe back then they just forget And I'd smile and laugh And forget all of my sorrows Used to own the west side on my BMX bike, doing wheelies off the of curbs and shit. I miss video games and best friends calling my name. Just gave it up before I was done with it. What if I let my worries go? What if I let them come back tomorrow? Maybe about then they just forget And I'd smile and laugh And forget all of my sorrow I just needed to change Cause I'm sick of everything Being about money You can't have enough money It's sad and true and also funny What if I let my worries go? What if I let them come back tomorrow? Maybe by then they just forget And I'd smile and laugh And forget all of my sorrows What if I let my worries go? What if I let my worries go? What if I let my worries go? Michael Shines is our guest on The Brian Oak Show, episode 251. Michael, you said something very interesting to me there, where while I was enjoying the delightful 
may I say, whimsical playing, yeah. but also the important message of that particular track. You said something to me that hit home very, very deeply, and that is that you get these ideas, right? And you get these thoughts, the things yeah. you're trying to get across, and you're much better at putting them in song than you are personally following them. Right. I don't know about you, but I know Sean and I both grew up Catholic, and that's sort of the Catholic diatribe. <laughs> yeah, do, do as I, do as I say, not as I do. Right. right. I mean, but that's that's a weird place to be. Like when yeah. I put out, you know, like oh, I've got a brilliant Facebook poster. Oh my God, I'm going to blow mm-hmm. everyone my everyone's mind with this latest thing that I said. I mean it. But yeah. it's almost impossible for me to follow it personally. That's yeah. a weird dichotomy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know it's the right thing, and you feel entirely justified singing or writing about it. Yeah. But then why is it so hard to incorporate it to one's own personal makeup? That's such a great question. I th- I, I, and not one I expect you to answer, yeah. because I don't think you're the Dalai Lama. No. But as a songwriter, yeah. why is it easier to put that into a song than make yourself look in the mirror and understand it and live it every day? I think it's just because it's easy. It's not easy, but it's easier to be great in a moment than it is to be great 24 hours a day. See, I love that. I love that answer right there because if you pick enough moments, you don't have to be great all the time, but if you pick your right moments and you pick your spots, then that's the whole bit, right? Yeah. I mean, and that is just trying to bottle that and then like inspire other people. And that's what art is at its, at its greatest form is I think just trying to like, when you see what someone else has made or some someone else has accomplished, it makes you want to be a little bit better. And like, that's the best outcome I could ever think of for my music is just like, if I inspired someone to be a little bit better to their family, to their kids, to have a moment of peace that maybe prevents them from freaking out about something that doesn't really matter. That's like best case scenario, you know? Well, and we live in a world where those kind of freak outs, even though even if you can still afford a cheeseburger or you still have right. your family and it's been a weird couple of years, right? Yeah. I feel like people are closer to the edge than they have been, yep. at least anywhere I paid attention to mm-hmm. in my adult life. Right? Yeah. Again, we're not living in a war-torn Eastern European country that's right. being invaded by a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. I am aware that there is perspective in all things. That being said, I don't think it takes away from the struggles and the yeah. tribulations that any person you know is meeting on a daily basis. It's all relative. It all yeah. has, and any kind of uplift is is the thing to do. Michael yep. Shines is our guest. We're going to talk more about your music. We're going to hear more of your music momentarily. But first, I have to turn the attention over to one, Sean Bernard. Hi, Sean. Well, hello, Brian. Hi, Sean. Hi. Yeah, how's um, it going? So, how are you doing, Michael? Great. Just great. Yeah, everything's good. What was it like growing up in Staples? I want to know. I So I was just born there, and then yeah. I grew up in Little Falls. But um, <gasps> Pillager is where my grandparents were from, and okay. a lot of people, at least like 200 people in that town. So, so my grandparents were from Browerville. Oh, nice. And Long Prairie. My dad substitute taught, I think, in both those districts. Did he really? Well, then he failed a lot of Bernards. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that I was the most sophisticated metropolitan socialite in the room. Where the hell are you guys talking about? What's going on? So actually, I grew up in Coon Rapids, and you two sound like the Hicks. But our friend Jason Nagel grew up in Eagle Bend. He did. Yes. Yeah, and so those are all all three in the same area. Do you know where Eagle Bend is? I know where... I have been to Jason Nagel's parents long. May they rest yes, in peace. Yes. I have been to his parents' cabin many times. I have been through Eagle. The, Jason Nagel's parents used to own the newspaper in Eagle Bend. Yep. That was their adult livelihood. I know. I know. Which is wild. It's crazy. No, so. I know that. Neck of the, my parents, although they were carpetbaggers, they had a condo on the lake up there by Arrowwood Resort 
for, I don't know, seven or eight years, something like that. Yeah. So I spent plenty of time up there. And I'll tell you what, right now, they are not paying us a dime to say this. If you go plat past that Clearwater Oasis, whether you're heading all the way up on 94W to go somewhere up that mm-hmm. point, or you're cutting right to head over to Niswa, if you don't stop at the Clearwater Oasis and get the raspberry fritter bread, you're an idiot. You're dead to us. <laughs> you are a fucking idiot. No, you're not dead to me. I'll just, I, I, I you know. It's but more a, for us then. Yeah. Oh, but they oh, they have like 800 loaves of it every time you go in there. All right, back to my commercial. It's, so, like, it's like angels <laughs> kissing your face when you eat it. And if you toast oh, it lightly before, so all, so all of the, the frosting just melt off. Are they ginger And you put some angels? butter on it. Mm. No, they're raspberry angels, oh, Sean. Okay. Everyone knows that. All right, I'm sorry. Anyway, Sean, you are a realtor for <laughs> Edina Realty. While I imagine, before we all get too food horny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, it's too late. Too late. It's too late. Exactly. I mean, while I imagine raspberry angels with frosting slowly dripping down their faces, sweet little cherubs bringing me little bits of pastry, please tell us about what's going on in the world of realty right now. Uh, it's busy, you know, and I, I think people are like, well, yeah, but what about the interest rates? I'm like, yeah, they're they're rising, but if you want to move, you want to move. And it's not like it's the 1970s where people are paying a 14% interest rate. I, I heard someone in the late 60s talking about a 20, 20 I plus know, percent I know. interest so rate. I'm like, Look, so we're nowhere near that, no, right? No, we're like low fives right now, and it'll be fine. So you can also yeah. refi later when they come back down. So if you really want to move, just... It, well, maybe you can refi, right? I mean, who knows? But oh, yeah, it's, no. it's an option. You gave me that look like, no, you can't. Oh, no, I was thinking oh. about my refi. I did oh. a refi a couple yeah, of years ago. And it, was, it was glorious. No, so that's all I was doing was looking to the sky wistfully, remembering how I started <laughs> saving so much money on my freaking mortgage. Oh, so, no, I wasn't nice. quite. Do you think I would ever question you? Personally, never, but let alone publicly on your knowledge and your Not ability. Not during my lovely celebrated commercial as we were saying if you know Sean, of somebody who's looking to buy or sell have them give me a call or a text 612-859-2594 i am going to continue to do what i've been doing the last year and a half i'm uh, donating a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band uh the f- first guest second guest was clean Cruz. second guest i'd have to go back and look That's, i think that she was a long was, time but, ago but I helped uh, her and her uh, husband, Shan, buy a place in St. Paul, and we're donating to a musician, and I can't remember the musician's name to save my life. But they make music, and therefore we like them. Exactly right, and I'll be donating to them on Monday. So So, there you go. In addition to all those other great opportunities, and given how hectic and dynamic things are, Sean is not only capable and intelligent, but this is probably my favorite characteristic of Sean Bernard. He's not a complete dick. <laughs> I wish true. I was joking. I, I have know, that tattoo. Michael, ah. we, Michael, we made an agreement a long time ago, whether it came down to sponsors, guests, whatever. Yeah. Uh, life is filled with enough fucking jackasses, yeah, right? Complete dicks. And like, yeah. We're not ever going to take money from complete dicks. We're yeah. not ever going to encourage people to go deal with complete dicks. Yeah. And we're not going to have any complete dicks on the show because... Look, man, I, I know it's hard. I don't want to live in judgment, but there are a lot of dicks out there, and you know that, right? Are you circumcised, Brian? What's that? Are you circumcised? Oh, baby. Yeah. So we don't even have complete dicks. Yeah. No, that's not right. true, Right, we are all incomplete dicks. <laughs> no, mine, was, mine yeah. was revealed to the universe. Wow. They held it up like a chestnut? I don't know. I, I, can't, I honestly can't remember. I'm sure it's right, painful. Let's move on for <laughs> You're the one who brought it up. I know. I liked it. So My by walking through this door, I've established yeah. that I'm not a complete dick. 
Yes. Oh, that but that was a given long before. Okay, but good. by the That's fact that, by the fact yeah. we're still recording and haven't thrown you out into the hallway, yeah. you've more than confirmed it. So, Michael, <laughs> let me ask you this: I am holding in my hands yes. an autographed copy of your Ferrari con- Carnivores. Yeah. Tell me where we're at in the musical evolution of Michael Shines in terms of like, do you have? 50 albums? Do you have four oh, albums? Man. Do you have an album? Do you have a bunch of cassettes you used to sell out of the back of the car back in the late 80s? Just kidding. I know you're too young for that. Yeah. But that's what I'm asking. Like, Where is this in the pantheon of the Michael Shines musical output? I think that's the fifth full length I've had. And 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 probably like a hundred. I can't stop writing songs, man. And I just love writing Why every type you? of song. And so even that album, so the front has kind of that neon effect to it, which it's is cool to represent half the album feels like a modern eighties kind of record. Right on. And then the other half is is uh, my son is on the back of the vinyl, and that's like the more Americana like um, folky Aww. thing. And so it's 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 representative of how schizophrenic i can be yeah so you call it schizophrenic but i'll say this right now having seen you a few times live now you're a minnesotan yeah and so yeah there are obviously a lot of different types of minnesotans right but i feel like i'm watching a minnesotan artist when i see you and maybe that's just because i already knew it beforehand yeah but i i like the fact that you're willing to go all over the map but nobody you see problem is minnesotans are so provincial right and we're afraid of the outside world right what are those people doing over in the dakotas what What are those people doing over there down in the Carolinas? <laughs> what the hell are they up to? And so we kind of, we, we do, we gravitate to our own. I feel like that's you. You yeah. said, I can't stop writing songs. Right. So before we hear another one of them, which I really want to hear, I don't like going too long without hearing one. Yeah. One of the reasons that I've loved for more, more my God, 30 years, I'm coming up on my 30 oh. year anniversary of doing this. One of the reasons I love to interview artists is because I can't make a song, because I cannot perform, because I did not put the time in or the work in. I'm always fascinated. And what I love is for the incredible breadth of artists that I've gotten a chance to talk to, to interview, they all come from different places, right? There's not one way to write a song. Right. There are as many ways to write a song as there are people who are out there trying to write songs or writing songs. Sometimes... It falls out of the sky. It's in your lap. You're singing it on the way home after you picked up Arby's. You're drinking your Jamocha shake, and that shit's done by the time you get home. Yeah, Other okay. times, oh, dude, the Jamocha shake. <laughs> I just keep going. I just, mm. I'm just celebrating it. Oh, see, I, I was willing to throw that whole thought away for the Jamocha shake. I'm trying but to I mean, just... like, so other times, though, you Frankenstein something together for five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. What is the typical, if there is one, Michael Shine's approach to songwriting? It's every every single well every single approach that has worked for me. I'm usually not lyrics first. I'm usually I have to be inspired by whether it's I'm sitting down with an acoustic guitar. I'm strumming chords until I land on something that I like. Do you play anything other than the acoustic? I used to play piano. I don't really anymore. Like it's gotten really cool out in in recording world being able to collaborate with with folks all over the world. Now right. the internet opened that wide open, and so. Like or even splice where you get all these samples of like Grammy winning producers put like these drum loops together. Sometimes you just click on one sound and you're like, "There's a whole song there." And do they say go ahead and use it or how? Yeah. Do, I don't know what well, splice is. How does splice, splice work? Splice is like yeah, it's become hugely hugely popular. So these all these huge producers will create these collections of sounds and right. samples that are royalty free. You basically pay a monthly membership and you right. gain access to this catalog of millions of different wow. loops and one shots and. And a lot of that's a lot of and how so what's, music what's is made their now. motivation then if they're just giving stuff out and you don't have to pay for it yeah because if it if it takes off it goes viral they'll get yeah. their name mentioned is that why they're willing well, to put that stuff out there it's a numbers game now right so like 
like I pay like nine dollars a month to have a okay. Spice membership. Yeah, yeah. And everybody gets a royalty. I think every time something's downloaded and they're downloaded okay. millions of times. Okay. And so, so these people you, make really good money off of an, a, a, a pack that does really well. So better packs. than Spotify for a, a, an artist like yourself. Yeah. Like you'll have stuff on Spotify, yeah. but the people on Splice are getting paid better yeah. because they're actual paid memberships. By the way, before we get to this next song and before you get to finish your answer, today yeah. is a Bandcamp Friday. If you listen to this oh, today, yeah. as soon as yeah. we publish it, today is the Bandcamp Friday where first Friday of the month, artists get more, a better percentage. You have stuff yeah. on Bandcamp, yeah? Yeah, I think a couple older albums I do have still on Bandcamp. Okay, and, yeah. and what's ground zero to find Michael Shine's music if people are looking? Um, just like in terms of where is where's the best to find where does best mm-hmm. they go if people are like who the fuck is michael shines yeah. where should they go to find out about upcoming shows oh sure michaelshines.com michael shine and that's yeah. s-h-y-n-e-s yes because you yeah. are like sort of from the early 90s and live in compton right is that why yeah, you spell your name man, shines? straight out of compton <laughs> i well and the funny thing about it is my actual last name is Hines without the s Really? Yeah, we're dropping some knowledge. You're in the circle of trust. I might have to kill you if well, I find out. I hate to break it to you, but this is literally going to be available worldwide. Oh, my God. Are you kidding so me, Brian? Did, let me ask you. Before, I this is just I, I us having a private Sorry. conversation. Nope, it's not. And I, you know, I now don't, I know I don't what a podcast is. Look over there. There's the camera. You're yeah. on Candid Brian oh Oak Show God. from the Smart Start MN Studio. Oh. Um, we're going to hear another song yours in mere moments. And I forgot. I was going to ask you something really interesting and fun. It was so interesting. Nope, it really wasn't. Let's we go ahead. We thought <laughs> it would be funny. Remember that? <laughs> no, what is that? That's from the Candid Camera. Oh, is it? Every fucking yeah. episode, he'd go, we thought it would be funny. Wasn't his name Alan Funt? Yes, it was. Alan but Funt. He, he, like he, that was his setup. We thought it would be funny if we put a camera. <laughs> we pretended inside, your mother died. <laughs> we put it, a camera inside your mother's coffin. Yeah, like we it was thought always... it would be funny if we put a camera inside this stack of cantaloupes. <laughs> exactly. While right. you were sleeping, we slipped it up your rectum. <laughs> exactly. Not everything about the seventies was great, boys. No, and girls. not everything. Let's talk about Michael Shines one more time. Oh, I know what the question was. Yeah. And then we are going to hear another song here. It's called Everything. Yeah. So you, I mean, you just dropped a knowledge bomb right there. The real last yeah. name is Heinz. At what point did you change it to Shines? And what was the what was the primary motivator? Best friend in the world. We because he was always clean shaven when I met him, and now he grows a beard all the of time. So he we does. we make the joke that we had a good even exchange. So he nicknamed <laughs> me Shines, and that stuck. And then everywhere I was playing, and then when I when I quit being in bands and went solo. I was like trying to be smart and I'm like Google search shines spelt with like just an S in front of the hind. Yeah. And then uh, so he gave me the nickname shines, which has become my moniker uh, for performance. I encourage him to grow a beard, which has become an important part of his life. <laughs> or square or even the universe seeks a balance. Yes, it does. Tell me about your song. Everything. So this is kind of a, a darker tune with collaborated with Lance Conrad, who um, used to live in Minneapolis. Now he's out in Los Angeles, a great piano player named Joey Cantor. And uh, my guitarist, Jasper Nephew. So there's a little darkness to it. But basically, it's a guy trying to search for the meaning of life. And then he comes back to the conclusion, which he knew at the very beginning, which someone told him love was everything. And he's like, no way. I'm going to go search the whole world. And I'm going to figure it out. And then he ends up where he began. And then he's kind of, at the end, remorseful about the fact that he didn't believe that love was the whole reason that we're here in the first place. Cool. 
Ran the stoplight headed west to see how it was one. What do I know now? Now that I know everything. Thought I could forget you, though it comes as no surprise. You supply the air I breathe when dust clouds fill the skies. What can I see now? Now that I've seen. Michael Shines on the Brian Oak Show podcast, like episode 251. It was thoughtful. I thought we were trying to have a fun time here, but apparently yeah, well, you, you want to bring, bring the mood way. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, just like, I'm just trying to crush some souls. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's you know that's somewhere between video games and the real world. There's a lot of soul crushing to be done. Of course, I'm joking because I think that a proper songwriter or, or you know, maybe... I don't want to limit it to that. A creator of any type, right? Like someone who has no choice but to express themselves whatever medium they found to be their artistic outlet right. you got to do it like i mean you want to have listeners you want to have followers you want to do it for a living right right but you're also more beholden to yourself i would think as an artist than you are to i mean unless you're just a shameless mercenary <laughs> i mean you do this because you have to right or because yeah. you love it yeah um i mean there's a lot of different factors right i think what made me want to make music in the first place was I found a bunch of old cassettes that my uncle had left behind when he went to college. I started putting them in, and I could be in one emotional state. And then by the end of the song, I was somewhere totally different. Right. And I was like, I being manipulative, I guess, like I am. I was like, <laughs> I want to, I want to be in the emotion, the emotional transportation business. I want to like be able to take you from one place to a totally different place by the end of, of a song, and in your mind, or whether it's memories or 
or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, so the motivations I think were that they were also like a lack of feeling like I could creatively express myself like in conversation because I'm such like a people pleaser. Like, um, I, I, I felt like I could be more edgy in, in song form or say what I wanted to say in song form more easily. And then lastly, it's just like putting food on the table for yeah. for the family now. So, well, and it, it, Like all things in life, I mean, earlier I kind of jokingly said, but I, too, I do believe it, the universe seeks a balance, right? right. I mean, yeah. you've got to take all factors into occasion on every situation. So right. you talk about being able to, what did you say, change moods? What you, you put Emotional really well. transportation. An emotional yeah. transportation business. Yeah. So yesterday you performed live at Oak on the Water. and. Right. Performing live is obviously something that A, you're good at, but B, you take some joy from, right? And right. here we are coming off a couple of years where there was less of that than either music fans or music creators have had in, right. well, frankly, our lifetimes, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's been a weird couple of years, but now you're back out there. You're doing right. more things. Does it feel good to be back out there more and yeah. more directly? I think I think it feels good because I've learned how to do it in a way that doesn't like I think that I used to have a level of anxiety before performing that it was like physically torturous. Mm. Really? Yeah. And Which is weird because yeah. so people talk about like Sean, you and you'll know this. Yeah. People who even go into radio or anything where you're forced to be in front of people. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm hideously shy and hate talking to people. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I do this. So you also, yep. I mean, whether it's Without performance anxiety, you just getting in front of people was terrifying. Yeah. So why do it? That's a great question. I think, I mean, everybody's And start- I'm not trying to have a breakthrough here. I don't really want to do a psych session. Yeah. But I mean, if you're scared of it, something must have also compelled you to go towards it. Right. I think, well, and I think everybody starts playing music because they want attention from, romantic attention from people. Go you know, on. I think that's what everybody I'm starts. Listening. That's the whole reason we all start, right? It's li- just like. Well, it's certainly why the Beatles started. There's no question about yeah. that. So look, if the Beatles were just looking to get girls, I'm not against anybody who's in the same right. boat. Or partners, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? And I think I think it was I mean there's there's definitely things that are still cool about about that. I think for me like describing how it used to feel it used to be anxiety 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 the show is over relief I didn't screw it up. And now I've like been able to through like the pandemic the good thing about the pandemic is I stopped playing live for the first time in like 10 years and I was a warrior about that. I was playing four or five times a week, 3 right. 4 hours a show sometimes. I would do whatever gig anybody would give me. Um, and then the pandemic happened and it forced me to look inward for the first time in like a decade. And I realized how, um, it, I was doing well in COVID world cause I would just pour a cup of coffee. I'd go write songs. But then when the George Floyd stuff happened and Minneapolis was like on fire, I, like my spirit just went completely down, broke. went down 10 blocks away from here, man. I mean, yeah. we, we're in beautiful 48th in Chicago here, but 10 blocks North right. is where suddenly that became the flashpoint. Yeah. For worldwide attention on an issue that's always been there. Yep. But it suddenly got real and epic and heavy and terrible. Yeah. More than it had been. Oh, my gosh. And so it was a situation for me where I was like the darkness that I've always had. I've, I've self-medicated with it. You know, you go to a show, you have a few cocktails or whatever you yeah. need to do to put you yourself in the right place. Just a few. Just a few. Uh, just a few. Just a couple. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to minimize up. it. Yeah. But Sean and I have both given up the drink because yeah. Yeah. that was our life for far too long. So I get yeah, it. Yeah, and it starts to hurt after a while. Well, like, it, starts, it also starts to not take care of the problem after no. a while. Yeah. 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 And then when you're not drinking it, like you, it, it makes the problem, I feel like, even worse. And right. you become more and more reliant on it. And it forced me to go inward and like get treated for like depression and anxiety and stuff that I've been putting off. And I'm very open about this because I think it's super important. I'm not one to try to promote my best self on social media and everything I'm doing. I try to promote the most authentic version of myself, which is that 
mental illness is a big part of my life. And now that I've gotten it under control, my life has gotten four to five times as good. I didn't think I could feel like I, I felt when I was a t- carefree teenager ever again. And through working on it, I'm not saying I'm there, but like I'm, I'm closer than I've been since I was maybe 15 years old. See, now that fills my heart with joy. I, yeah. I don't mind the stressful, crazy, constant, relentless <laughs> nature of my adult life. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I, I actually yeah. love the things yeah. I do. I love the radio. I love the podcast. I love working at the record store. Yeah. But to have that feeling you're talking about, right? You can't go on vacation for four days or seven days and get back there, right? Yeah. The only way to do that is to actually work on your mental health. So what I'm yes. asking you is if you crack the code, if yeah. you figure the formula, yeah. please write it down and share <laughs> it with your friend Brian, okay? Yeah. Because, again, I, I know that that's not what life is like. Life yeah. is concern. Life is struggle. Life is work. And But, man, just to go back for a few days and have your shoulders not feel like that yeah. and sleep in and wake up and be like, why does Susie hate me? and i'm really not trying to be a dick but you know what i mean like be going imagine having so few cares about the day-to-day world that you could say lay there and obsess about some girl who's never even looked at you twice and be like maybe she would come out i I would love to get back to the carefree days of yesterday maybe they'll never come but if you do crack the code will you please share without a doubt and and like that's i think what my mission in music has slowly started to become because i've realized like what I love even more than someone saying, hey, um, nice song or great voice or whatever is like when I'm able to help somebody with one of these problems. It fills me up because I know how torturous it can be. I, like, I was like a masochist, but only with myself. I was just so self-loathing and nothing I ever did was good enough. And to get to that place where now I recognize how lucky I am. That's the biggest thing is the gratitude part of it. Like, well, and, has just come around. And you just said something else that you're helping other people. And, yeah. and I'm somebody who's battled depression less depression and more anxiety yeah for a good chunk of my life but it's when you decide to actually help other people and get back and get out of your own head yeah that things seem to get way better yeah because worry itself is self-centered yeah you you are so afraid and so freaked out it's like when you start to help other people and it may sound cliche but it's like that helps me get out of my head well because you realize you're not the only person going through it the problem with a lack of a dialogue is so many of these really messed up thoughts that you have, you're like, oh, what if I'm the only one thinking this? And when you realize you're not, it oh, seems it so much more manageable. Not even close. Like oh, yes. millions of yes. people right. are thinking yes. that same Famous thing. people, yes. rich people, yep. it doesn't matter. Like Attractive people. Yes. I'll bet Susie's thinking the same thing. She's as sad <laughs> as I am. And Susie would like me to ask her down to Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips this Thursday. Yes, she would, so bad. Oh, those chips Brian, they had with the like fish. feels like there's a real... Nope. Susie that we're talking I, about. I've replaced you guys, the name. You used to have, oh, a little bread. You have a little fritter bread together I, back no, in the day? No, no, that was before that I ever kids found are fritter bread. Having fritter bread together. <laughs> Michael Shines. <laughs> the, summer, the summer is out in front of us. And the, and, and yeah. the, no, but the weather is promising. The summer is out in front of us. And I always feel remiss. So you said michaelshines.com. Yeah. And that is an S-H-Y-N-E-S for those who are not in the know. What's the next thing musically or show wise? What does your summer 2022 look like for you? It's uh, I've dialed it back a bit, been more selective, picking more things that are really fun to do, like doing River Song Music Festival up in Hutchinson, Summertime by George, which is like five or 10,000 people come out on like a Wednesday night up in St. Cloud. I mostly focus on the outdoor stuff. I'm trying to figure out what my next Minneapolis big thing is going to be. Right on. Because I was supposed to do varsity theater right before COVID hit. 
good times. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that sent everything into in a, into a wild wild space. So, and yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just a couple festivals, and then I'm doing a lot of like private stuff on the side, and then I'm just writing songs all whoa, the time. Whoa, whoa! Did Michael Shines not only tell us his real last Peep name, shows. But, but admit that he has an OnlyFans account? Is that yes. what I'm finding oh. out right now? I mean, watch how of, the bread is buttered, I mean, my friend. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. A lot of pri- no, wait, oh, wait, oh, I think if I you mean, see OnlyFans, it does. Oh. Uh, I, I, a lot of private stuff on the side yeah. sounds like maybe we are having a breakthrough here today, Sean. Yeah. Oh. I mean, everything. Maybe we are. Everybody has a price. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. No, Michael, I actually enjoy your company a great deal. Thank you for Likewise. playing at Oak on the Water, and thank you very much for coming in today, because if I'm honest, I did come at you hard and strong-arm you into being in here Oh, today. my gosh. So much manipulation and mind control, yeah. but I'm glad I did it. Do you ever want to work in this town again, bitch? It was the last thing I said before I left last night, so um, no. I'm I respected here. it. I respected the firmness of it. I was like, he's putting it out on the table. Why did you do the old, let me see if I can, I might be able to make it. I mean, I got a dentist thing and then. Yeah. yeah. No, I, um, yes. I, I've never said anything like that in my life and um, I enjoy our interactions. Before we do put a final wrap on it and hear one more song from Michael Shines, yeah. I do want to thank everyone who's ever listened to the podcast, anyone who's ever shared it promoted it amplified it in any way our patreon members you literally got us off the ground and help us maintain this lovely modest but lovely smart start mn studio and thank you to audio quip because we actually have real state-of-the-art like if you were to walk into it like most podcasts that you would get invited on it's a couple of guys with their iphones plugged yes. into some sketchy ass wire held yeah. together by duct tape They're like all right man you ready to talk we <laughs> it, this looks like a pro setup sure does it, well i mean you know most of it looks like a pro set. But everything that Audio Equip did for us, they've hooked us up with real equipment. And mm-hmm. now that the world's getting back out there. Now the people are back on the road. Whether you're doing a coffeehouse gig, a giant proper gig, TED Talk, whatever, please contact Nate and his crew at Audio Equip. Audio Equip, just like that. But make sure it's the one with the red logo and the little A in the circle because there are other Audio Equips out there, not the same people. They have a song called A in the circle. Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We don't we don't rep those fakers, those carpet no, baggers. We don't. Audio Quip uh... are our crew. I guess I'm just trying to say thank you to everybody who's been so loyal from now more than two hundred and fifty episodes. It's pretty humbling. Sean, I hope you have a good one, man. Yeah, you too, Brian. I know you got nice a grinder out in front of you. Yep. Dare you. <laughs> Michael, before we let you go and we drown the sea of sarcasm, <laughs> yes. um, will you please tell me about this final song right here? Now, I feel like the title asked me a very important question yeah. and one that I'm not certain that I'm brave enough to answer. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm so sorry. Why did you do this to me? I mean, it's just... I tried to make it to the end of the week without crying, but here we go. I told you, like, it's about manipulation and emotional transportation. I'm just trying to drive everybody off the cliff sometimes. Wipe my tears, please. I'll wipe them. Wipe my tears. So basically, this is a song called Have You Ever Really Lived? And it's just another song for me because I feel like the more I've gotten comfortable, the less risks I take in my life and the less time I I spend outside of my comfort zone. And so this is a song to motivate me and other people like me to maybe, maybe take that risk every now and again.
Touch the head.